Joe. That's my name. It's Monday. Your name is Rich. I've always tried Monday mystery. It's what the fuck mysteries but on a Monday. There's a Monday mystery. What we could do is mini mysteries on a Monday, but let's see how this one goes. This one could be a long one because it's a good mystery. There ain't nothing mini about us, Rich. But there's such a mystery that I wanted everyone to know about this mystery. And I thought, you know what, let's do it on a Monday. Let's blow it in people's weeks up, yeah? You, you thought you'd force your mystery down their throats. I thought I'd make them happy. Heroes. I thought I'd make them happy. Yeah, um, Joe, you said you've decided to set up a mystery podcast, uh, mystery podcast Twitter. Uh, we the podcast had now has a Twitter account. Would you like me to tell everybody what the Twitter account is? Yes, please. So, um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm not very social media-y, so I believe you say it like this, at WTF Mysteries. For those of you who can't spell mysteries, W-T-F-M-Y-S-T-E-R-I-E-S. So, what was that again? At? WTF Mysteries. Okay. I think nice and sweet. Simple. Yeah. I thought, what the fuck mysteries we should draw is this is just too long. I thought I thought that would be taken, WTF Mysteries. I'm amazed it's not taken. son. I got in on the ground zero. Took it. Mine. So, if you want to tweet us, I don't know, tell us what you think of the mysteries. Uh, if you've got a good mystery that you want me and Joe to go down. Yeah, we'll go down on your mystery. Don't worry. <laughs> tell us the mystery. Tweet us. <laughs> okay, so shall we do today's Monday um, Madness I'm Mystery? I'm ready for the Monday Mystery. This is a good one, Joe. Oh, yeah. So, the mystery... Um, I don't want to read that bit. Hold on. I want to build up the suspension. You build it. So, on January the 2nd, 1935... This is a mystery from the past. At 1.20pm... This is a fucking insane mystery, Joe. Ah. A lone man checked into the President Hotel in downtown Kansas City. Okay. Okay, he had no luggage. He's a lonely man. Besides, a comb. Yeah. <laughs> And a toothbrush. He sounds like Jack Reacher. <laughs> and he asked for an interior room on a high floor of the hotel. He asked for a, a what? An interior room. Interior room? Yeah. What is that? I don't really know. He checked in under the name Roland T. Owen. Alright, cool name. He complained to the bellboy about the outrageous prices of a neighbouring <laughs> hotel. Alright. After checking in and receiving his room, room 1046, on the 10th floor, he left the hotel only to be seen intermittently throughout his stay. So people kind of come and saw him come and yeah, go. He, he was he was around. Sounds like he was a quiet guy, kind of kept himself to himself. Only has a toothbrush and a comb. But seems to live in a hotel. Sounds like a tramp who can afford a hotel. It's interesting. Maybe he's like Jose Mourinho, like at a new club. Doesn't think he'll be long enough to actually own a home, so he just like, <laughs> you know, stays there. Or maybe he plans on killing half the population because he's a serial killer and he doesn't want to leave any evidence behind, but he does still have personal standards like combing his hair. I mean, hotels are a great place for crazy people to go to, right? They absolutely are, yeah. And I bet bet every hotel has some insane mystery stories. That's what we should do if we were ever rich and did this podcast, but without anything, like, no career. We'd go around traveling, talking to people, like, going to different hotels and asking for their what-the-fuck mysteries. Oh, yeah, we'll get the staff drunk, wait till they finish their shift, (laughs) and tell us everything. So, like, the man's behaviour struck the president of the hotel staff as odd. They didn't think much of him. <laughs> that sounds mean. After all, the hotel often played host to out-of-towners and businessmen looking for some late-night company. And oh. the less the staff get involved, the better. <laughs> Is that their motto? to say that on the sign outside? <laughs> you get up to your business. We don't ask. <laughs> no questions asked. You do you, bro. <laughs> Let's st- open that hotel. <laughs> the staff wouldn't give his behaviour another fault until six days later. When the man turned up dead. Of course. Dun, dun, dun. His hotel room, a brutal bloodbath. Oh, good lord. 
As they described to the police the brutal scene, questions arose arouse arose about the man's behavior prior to his death those questions may have aroused somebody but not me i'm not that kind of guy <laughs> bring into light just how strange that behavior had been on january the 3rd one day after owen checked in to the hotel the hotel maid mary soptic and what soptic not Sopstick, oh, okay, joe okay, okay. it's like what a name stopped by to clean his room she stopped by to clean his room yeah, yeah, yeah. it was around noon and most of the hotels she knows a way around a broom handle residents were out for the day. However, upon reaching Owen's room, Soptic found the door to be locked from the inside. I mean, hotel doors normally are. I mean, no, that's what I would have thought. Yeah. No, what's so suspicious I know, if you leave it, you lock it from the outside. Yeah, yeah, alright. She knocked and Owen opened the door. After insisting she could come back later, Soptic eventually entered. She found the room in almost complete darkness with the shades tightly drawn and the only light coming from a small dim table lamp. I don't know if this seems that bad. Like, he could have a headache. Yeah. He might just want to... Give a guy some consideration. You know? He might have just broken up with his wife. That's why all he's got is his toothbrush and his comb and the clothes on his back. He might be sad. He might be crying in there. Could be. He could be depressed. Uh, as she cleaned, Owen mentioned that he had a friend coming to visit him shortly and would she mind not locking the door? Subject agreed and Owen left the room. Four hours later, Subject returned to room 1046 with fresh towels. She found the door still unlocked from when she had cleaned the room that afternoon. And upon entering, found Owen laying fully clothed on top of his still made bed, seemingly asleep. A note on his bedside table read Don, I'll be back in 15 minutes. Wait. <laughs> okay. The next morning, January the 4th, subject's strange interactions with room 1046 continued. Around 10.30am, she stopped uh, by to make the beds and found Owen's door to be locked from the outside. As it would be when patrons left. That is a bit strange. Uh, assuming Owen would not, uh, was not inside, she opened the door with her master key. To her surprise, Owen was sitting inside in the dark in the chair in the corner of the room. As she cleaned, the phone rang and Owen picked up. Uh, no, Don, I don't want to eat. I'm not hungry. I just had breakfast, he said. After a moment, he repeated, No, I am not hungry. He's very, uh, he's very belligerent, this uh, Mr. Owen. He's not hungry, Joe. He don't want no food. He just had his breakfast. He had his bacon and eggs. Fuck off. After young up, Owen began interrogating Sobdick about her job and the hotel. The first time he had ever really spoken to her. He asked her about how many rooms she was in charge of, what kind of people lived in the President Hotel, if that, if any, and again, complained about the price of the neighbouring hotels. <laughs> so what we know about this man is that he likes the darkness, he don't like being asked for lunch too early, yep. and prices of hotels. That's it. Uh, subject answered quickly, finished cleaning, and left Owen alone in room 1046. It was only after she left that she realised that since the door had been locked from the outside, someone had to have locked Owen in his room. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, is he not like, great, you're here, I can get out now? Apparently not, though. Maybe he's got a bit of a dominatrix type thing going on. Maybe. Stop, but it sounds like a dominate. Maybe he man. was scared, who knows? Yeah, maybe. Later that day, Subject returned with fresh towels, having taken the ones from the room that morning. However, as she knocked this time, she heard two voices in the room, rather than just Owen. When she announced that she had a fresh towels, a loud, deep voice told her to leave, <laughs> claiming that they had enough towels. We've got enough towels, lady, leave. Yeah. 
Though she knew that she had removed all the towels from the room that morning. There's no fucking towels. They're lying. They're lying. And if they're having sex, they would need these towels, surely. Yeah, they got to come somewhere. Subject left the two men alone, not wishing to intrude on what was clearly a sensitive and private conversation. Oh, yeah. That same afternoon, the President Hotel got two more guests whose presence would contribute greatly to the mystery of what happened to Roland T. Owen in room 1046. Okay, two more guests involved. The first was Ajeane Owen, of no relation to Roland. They're not related, Joe. She had come to Kansas City to meet her boyfriend for the day and decided that rather than drive all the way back to her hometown on the outskirts of the city, she would stay for the night in a hotel. Upon checking into the President Hotel, Jean Owen was given the key to room 1048, right next to Roland. Okay, okay, okay. That night, according to police statements, she heard a repeated commotion. I heard a lot of noise, which sounded like it was on the same floor. And it consisted largely of men and women talking loudly and cursing. When their noise continued, I was about to call the desk clerk, but decided not to. Okay. Good cool story, bro. <laughs> I was going to call someone, but I decided not I'm to. waiting for the drama in this story, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I am waiting. So far, it's just a bit like, this happened, this happened, this yeah. happened. I'm waiting for the BAM! Dead body! The other hotel guest was not quite a guest. Uh, okay. Right. The bellhop, who had been on duty that night, described her as a commercial woman. Okay. Who often frequented the rooms of the hotel's male patrons later tonight. Ooh la la. Right, a commercial woman. I thought it was more like on TV and shit. Oh. She was a uh, working lady. That's what he's saying. On the evening of January the 4th, she came into the hotel searching for a man in room 1026. However, despite being a very prompt customer, the woman couldn't seem to find the man she was looking for. After searching for well over an hour on multiple floors, she gave up and went home. Uh, both of the women's statements would raise more questions about the fate of the man in room 1046. The next morning, the bellhop received a call from the hotel's telephone operator. The phone in room 1046 had been off the hook for 10 minutes without anyone using it. The bellhop went up to check on Owen and noticed that the door was no, uh, locked with a do not disturb sign hung on the doorknob. He knocked on the door. Knock, knock, knock. And Owen told him to come in. The best part about that is that you said knock, 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 and you also use your hand to yeah. knock. Uh, However, when the bellhop told Owen that the door was locked, he got no response. It's locked, bruv. No response. The bell no, no, bruv, it's locked. The bellhop knocked once again. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> then yelled for Owen to hang up the fucking phone. <laughs> Assuming Owen had simply been drunk and knocked it off the hook. However, an hour and a half later, the telephone operator called the bellhop again. Fucking hell. Okay. The phone in room 1046 was still off the fucking hook and it hadn't been hung up at all. This... So, <laughs> someone's calling this bellhop dude from the Don't phone in 1046, as far as they know. Do they get it like, does it tell them that it's 1046 and they just say, hey, I'm 1046? I don't know, I don't know, bro. Yeah. Um, this time, the bellhop let himself into Owen's room with the master key. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. I'm going in with a master key. You've been fucking me about too much. Well, 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 Joe. The man was lying naked on the bed, seemingly drunk. Not wishing to deal with him, the bellhop simply straightened the phone, placed it back on the hook, and, and locked the door behind him. I'm out. Reporting I'm out Owen to his manager. I ain't got no time for this For shit. all he knows, he's fucking drugged up on something. Do you know what I mean? Or he's been drugged up but on something. But he can something. operate a phone. Could he? Or could he just knock it off? Because he's just knocking it off. But they said they're, they're calling him. No, they're not calling him. Someone else is calling saying someone's knocked your phone off. The oh. thing. Okay, then. So, to his surprise, an hour later, the phone operator called again. So, it's the phone operator. 
right. The phone was again off the hook, though not in use. Did they not say the phone operator is in like whoever made the phone call? No. No, no. This time, when the bellhop opened the door, he found a fucking bloodbath. <laughs> Owen was sitting curled How many in... hours later was this? Uh, an hour later. Just one hour later, good lord. That's being naked and seemingly drunk. Reminds me of that scene from Dexter. This time, when the bellhop opened the door, he found a fucking bloodbath. Barth. Owen was sitting <laughs> curled in the corner of the room. His head in his hands, suffering multiple stab wounds. The bed sheets and towels were stained with blood and the walls were splattered with it. This has taken a big fucking step, bro. Yeah, big it's gone leap. from being kind of boring and annoying, a very annoying guest, yeah. really, to like, what the fuck guest? The bellhop immediately called the police who took Owen straight to the hotel hospital, where doctors discovered that Owen had been tortured viciously. Ooh, by this Don fella. His yes. arms, legs, and neck had been restrained by some kind of cord, and his chest sustained multiple stab wounds. Oy. He also suffered a punctured lung and a fractured skull. Man's still alive though, he's a tough son of a bitch. <laughs> Roland T. Owen was pronounced dead at the hospital oh. shortly after arriving. Oh, okay. sorry, 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 Roland. I was wrong. The doctors also discovered that the wounds on Owen had been inflicted well before the bellhop's first trip to Owen's room that morning. Yes, that makes sense. They certain that he had attempted to call for help multiple times, but hadn't been able to make it farther than picking up the phone due to his injuries. Mm. Makes sense. When investigators searched the room, the strangeness fucking continued. It gets stranger than there's blood everywhere. Apparently. Alright. There were no clothes in the room at all, and nothing matching the description of Roland Owen when he checked in. The hotel amenities, such as soap and toothpaste, were also missing, as well as anything that could have been the murder weapon. The only thing of note that detectives found were four small fingerprints on the telephone stand that they were never identified. So I'm wondering if the guy who done this was just hiding in the bathroom every time the bellhop dude came in. Possibly. It is possible. He was like, I'm in the middle of a bit of murder here. Can you please fuck off and come back later? Uh, furthermore, detectives found that Roland T. Owen never existed. There was, so the name he gave. There was no record of any such man having lived anywhere in the United States, and they implored the public to come forward with any information they had about the mysterious murder victim. Uh, shortly there, thereafter, the neighbouring hotel that Owen had complained so much about came forward, claiming that a man matching the description had stayed at the hotel on January 1st. Okay. He checked in under the name Eugene K. Scott. However, upon further investigation, the police reached the same yeah. dead end they had with Roland T. Owen. No man named Eugene K. Scott had fucking existed at any point. There seems to be a pattern here where he gives a first name, a single letter as the middle name, yeah. and then a last name. Over the next couple of months, various people identified the body as a loved one, though none of the identifications stuck. <laughs> he just had loads of wives. <laughs> Finally, the case ran cold, and the detectives decided to bury the body as they arranged for a small funeral, a bouquet of flowers, and a donation to cover the funeral costs showed up at the fu- Oh, hold on. And a donation to cover the funeral costs showed up at the funeral home with a letter that read, mm. only, love forever, Lucille. Okay. Shit, son. Only love forever, Lucille. Just love forever, Lucille. Oh, it only said, love forever, That's it. Lucille. That's it. Damn. A year later, Spooky. a woman named Ogle Tree. Uh, what? Ogle Tree. Uh, okay. Claimed that Owen Scott was her son, who had been missing for years. She claimed his name was Artemis Ogletree, and that he had been staying at another Kansas City area hotel at the time he went missing. I mean, you name your son Artemis Ogletree, 
he's, he's gonna band up. He's gonna end up being a weirdo who gets killed in a hotel. Strange name, strange name. Yeah. Uh, though there wasn't any more evidence to her case than any of the others. Police were eventually inclined to believe her. Though experts claimed it was only based on lack of evidence in the rest of the case. To this day, the case remains unsolved, uh, opened yearly by the Kansas police as new pieces of evidence unfold. For the time being, however, it seems that the mystery of room 1046 may never truly be solved. I like that the police said they, they, it's, um, it's not based on any real evidence, just lack of evidence in the other case. Like, fuck it, yeah, God, he can be yours. Yeah, fuck right, it. Well, we can't figure out who else is. You know, son we need to close this fucking case. Yeah, he's your son. Now. Hey, Dave, Dave, is this your kid? Yeah? Alright, Dave. Okay, it's your kid. What's the name? Agu Ogu Tree. Are you drunk, Dave? No? Yeah, I'm sure you're fucking drunk. I told you, hey, you need to go to these AA meetings. Or you end up having more children like this one. Yeah! Uh, it's a fucked up. It's, I mean, it's, it is a quite. It's a big what the fuck mystery. It let's is be honest. A big time what the fuck. That mystery. is actually like, a what the fuck mystery. It basically is like I have got no fucking clue what's going on. Well, Normally so, I can come up with some dumb weird theory, but in this light, I don't know. So the guy's been tortured. Mm-hmm. We don't know if the guy wanted, not wanted the torture, or like if he was maybe a willing participant. Yeah, in willing some participant. Yeah, way. like maybe went for something else and then it turned into something else. There's yeah, so many yeah. things it could be. And that thought it's just a little bit of simple SNM and it turned into a snuff film. It could have, it could have been anything, but like it's so 90, what 1930s was it? It's such a long time ago, um, and obviously you know they didn't have cameras, they had nothing, so we've got no evidence to who done this. And it's amazing that there's no witnesses. There's no. I mean, it could have been someone that worked at the hotel. It could have been. It could have been the bellhop all along. It could have. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why he would keep getting he would <laughs> getting annoyed by the phone calls and going back. So it probably wasn't the bellhop. Um, but that could be a story that may yeah, never. Happen. It could have just made it up. I guess the operators must have called. I don't know. But so okay, there's some man named Don who's got a deep voice. Yeah. There was some lady staying in a room nearby who just heard some shit. Don for Donna Matrix. Yeah, Matrix, it could be. Uh, yeah, that guy. Um, and then there was apparently some hooker looking for someone. Yeah, I feel like the hooker's not relevant. I, I agree. When they said that these two other women will have a change of story, or whatever, I was like, nah. They they both. One of them had some couple words to say. But Don Don is the biggest suspect. Yeah, he's got to be. That there was some other guy there with a low voice who was in there. Um, you know, and that. Yeah, it, that seems like the logical one. And then the donation for the funeral. Because everything Love he's forever Lucille. His behaviour didn't seem strange until the telephone knocking and the nakedness, which obviously led to his death. So something mm-hmm. there happened. But before that, he just seemed like a bit of a lonely guy, um, or he's going through something, or I don't know. He just wanted some chill time. It didn't seem. I didn't feel like. And even the hotel maid, when he was talking to the hotel maid about question about the hotel, yeah. none of that to me felt too much or it felt that strange. That, out the ordinary, no. that didn't feel out the ordinary. But, you know, the uh, naked drunkness, surely, but maybe he wasn't drunk. And the bit where she goes, oh, I've got towels, and he's like, oh, we've got enough towels, go away. I guess yeah. that, but, but you, you would, if, you were, if you were having sex with your partner, you would see the exact same thing. Sure. It wouldn't, you didn't have to necessarily have anything terrible going on. You'd be like, no, 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 go away, we're, we're getting into something right now. And for all I know, Don and, Don and Artemis or whoever is Ogle Tree was getting into something. It's strange that no one, like, no, like, no one obviously reports someone missing that linked to this, and then it's yeah. very strange that these flowers turn up. Florey. Love forever, Lucille. Lucille, sorry. Um, that's strange. That is very. That to strange. me is someone who knows and has sent something. Unless they put like the a newspaper out of the obituary saying the name is this, and it's just like, oh, I know someone of this name, and it's not actually Roland T. Owens or any. Oh, but they say sure. it never existed. They're Roland T. Owens. Unless there was a picture, but yeah, then there, would, there, would there be a picture? Well, they get the picture from not. his dead corpse. I don't, I know. don't know, man. 